freshly vaccinated Dave Holmes mm -hmm. is here. Mm -hmm. An mRNA vaccine coursing through my system right now, administered only an hour ago in a parking garage by the LA Coliseum. I'm fresh. I'm I'm vaxxed. I'm two weeks from hugging strangers. Uh, I feel good. <sighs> I feel good. Do you feel like when Eric from the real world said he could feel things moving? Yes. Well, I guess that was COVID itself and not the vaccine. It was. But, uh, you know. But I do. Yeah. I have that kind of awareness of my body now. And I feel, yeah, I feel good. I feel I feel it doing its work. Uh, I feel that a new day is, is just around the corner. And I, I feel great. I just got to tell you, I feel great. I am also expecting to feel awful tomorrow. I've heard all sorts of different sure. reports. I've heard I slept for 16 hours. I've heard I didn't sleep at all. I've heard, you know, I, I felt like I got a bad car. I heard I felt fine. I don't know what to expect. I have cleared a full day. I haven't had a, a day in this whole time where I've just sat on the couch for an entire day. Tomorrow, I'm sitting on the couch for an entire day. Rain or shine. I'm sorry. You haven't had a day where you just sat on the couch? No, the there's always been past year? something. There's always been something. I've been too filled with terror just to take a day and do nothing. There's always been something. Um, so, yeah. And, and if it was like a full day, then I would like get on my bike or whatever. I, I just want to sit and watch daytime television. I want to check in with Drew Barrymore. I, and I, I uh, encourage you to do that even if you feel fine because yeah. God knows you earned it. I Absolutely. I'm going to do it. Okay. We're getting close. Yours is perhaps days away. Yeah, I think by the, when this airs, we'll be a couple days away, oh and uh, yeah, and I'll be right there with you, and I will also be spending a lot of time on the couch, but I also do that regularly. That's fine. That's fine. I do not judge. T.S. Madison. T.S. Madison, man. T.S. Madison. T.S. Madison. I mean, she us. needs no introduction. Yeah. We, we, you know, we all know that you know she is this uh, social media sensation, and she's the star of the T.S. Madison experience on WeTV, and. Um, I love her so much, and you know we 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 touch on this in the interview, but it's worth mentioning. Yeah, putting in context how I met her. So Deanna Chang, beloved friend of the show, had already got met and gotten to know her a little bit through Deanna's old podcast, and then Deanna and I were doing a show called Unsend, the which was a live show, and mm -hmm. then we did it with Comedy Central as a web series. Premise of it was comedians telling the true stories of an electronic communication gone awry a drunken reply all a, you know a bad you know accidental tweet what have you and um and, and madison came and did a live like a live show with us at the comedy central stage that brought the house down but i just want to share with you with our listeners i apologize if i've told this maybe in the early days of the show but my unsend like w one of the reasons we want to do this deanna and i both had our very own mm -hmm. uh, very embarrassing mm -hmm. unsends and mine was i'll give you the very uh short version i will attempt to anyway just gone through a terrible breakup was had spun out beyond belief mm -hmm. by this, which now in retrospect, I look back at this and I'm like, why well, did, was I so upset? But this was long ago, matter. but we were young at the time just was went. Uh, well, I was unhinged. And one of the things I did was collect. I'm not giving you the short version, I promise, but I, okay, wanna, I want the full this, version. I, the, I, 
I did this thing. I, the guy dumped me. He just wanted silence. And of course, when you are the, the person who gets dumped, all you want is an excuse to communicate uh-huh. something and break that silence. <laughs> so I go around my apartment and gather up everything like memento I have from our relationship, like a gift he gave me, a sign when we went to like a, a like a, a prop eight rally together, like movie tickets, everything. Put Take this box and I go to his house and I drop it on his doorstep and I'm like, there, I'll, he'll come home and he'll see that. No, and will he regret this? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm walking away from that box like Angela Bassett, mm-hmm. waiting to exhale, the car's blown up behind me. <laughs> And then I stop and I'm like, and I, I knew he wasn't home. And I remembered that he famously never locked his doors. I said, you know what? I'm going to go in and have a look around. And I broke into his home. Oh, I man. mean, bro- walked into his home. Oh, man. And just started, which, by the way, was known to be a haunted house. Oh, um, here's a wrinkle. That's beside the point. Oh, okay. The, well, that's a story for another time. But, uh, Walk through the house just like the famous Alanis song mm-hmm. and uh, go into his bedroom and open up his laptop. I see like a naked picture of like an ugly guy and I'm like, that's what he's into. Fuck him. Uh, you know, I'm just looking for clues. I see like a like a open bottle of lube by his bedside and I'm like, he's a fucking loser. He's, he's oh. masturbating alone. You know, I'm just nah. uh, undone, undone. And I, I leave and I... But basically, I, I get the hell out of there, and I get into my car, and I call my friend Alex, and I'm like, hey, um, I just did something. Do you think this is strange, what I just did? She was like, yeah, yeah, I think this is very odd, and you should keep driving and never do that again. Anyway, I get home, and I, I, something I have been doing to cope with this depression is playing the guitar mm-hmm. very embarrassing took guitar lessons learned the five chords that everybody knows mm-hmm. and i in this fugue state that i'm in at the high that i the adrenaline coursing through my veins i write a song now i am not a musician or a songwriter or a singer and i write a, an earnest song to him about him that was like something about the seasons changing and every season I'm kissing someone else, but you know, I'm like, you know, trying to get over him by kissing someone else, all that kind of stuff. And it was <laughs> called climate change no, because of Matt, the seasons. No. <laughs> and I don't know what the hell came over me. I've, I've recorded myself and put this on YouTube and sent the link. No, you didn't. And said, this is for no, you. you didn't. And so I just, I just, when you thought that it couldn't get worse than breaking into his house, by the way, it's gone from YouTube. Don't even worry about trying to find it. Um, but I want it. And it was like, you know, when you, you, you think that you sound and look good and that's really why you want the person to see it. Mm -hmm. And of course none of it has the effect you want anyway. I'm so sorry I did not at all tell the short version, but that was my uh, no, unsent. No, I need the remix. I need 20 more minutes of it. I want all of it. Oh, my God, Matt. Climate change is real and man-made. Yes, yes. It's all of those things. And um, it. I, I, I've never, I've never <laughs> believed in myself in any artistic endeavor at mm. all. And this was the one thing where I was like, yeah, oh, I've I got fucking it. got this. I fucking wrote this and wait till he hears it. Oh, Ooh, thank God. It's thank God that is 
burnt and buried. It's it exists somewhere though. It's on a thumb drive somewhere though. Surely, right? You know, I don't know. I I, I gotta t- I gotta ask Deanna because we did show the video in the live show. How was that to the audience? How was that? And everyone? It was excruciating. I think it was like I just wanted people to laugh mm-hmm. with me slash at me, but people were like so uncomfortable that they they I think just felt sorry for me. Yeah. Wow. Oh God. I'm, okay. Well, now I have a goal. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. I won't show it to the world, but I will watch it. No one else oh, needs God, to know. I would never put you through that. Well, you won't know. I'd never, ever do that to you. Um, that is absolutely glorious. Oh, sweet Matt. My, uh, there used to be a show called Mortified that was people reading from yeah. their diaries. And, uh, and I knew the guy who started it. And all of my all of my high school and college like journals are on like old floppy disks that you can't even find a drive for them anymore. So I've been wanting to maybe drop them off at like a Melrose Mac or something like that because I have them. Um, But then it's like, but then that stuff, then they have that stuff, you know, and God only knows what's on there. Um, But anyway, I was looking for something and he he was like, "Eh, if it's college, then no, because, you know, the rule is it has to be from before you're 18. I think for gay people, they got to, there needs to be some wiggle room. We have our adolescence in our late 20s. That's right. So do you know so so you have some college stuff that you have oh, access yeah. to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what what kind of stuff are you writing about in college? God knows. I don't know. I'm just I'm journaling. I'm getting my frustrations out. I'm chain smoking camel lights. Um I'm I'm furious at the world, but mostly myself. Um yeah, I'm I'm probably trying to write a screenplay, but I don't know how. Uh there's there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's poetry. Oh. Yeah. It's oh, not going to be pretty. Po- okay, I, I will make a deal with you that if you sh- if you share a college journal entry with me, I will find and share a a copy of Climate Change with you. Oh dear God. Okay, well, it's on. It's on. In an undisclosed location with lead walls, I, no other people at all. We we comb the place for bugs and cameras. Yep. Okay. We'll be fully vaccinated, but we'll still keep our distance and masks on because we just need to be shielded from each other, from the world. <laughs> All of it. All of it. I want to be in a full All fencing outfit. Uh, okay. Um, T.S. Madison is an absolute dream from heaven. And she is next on Homophilia. What's the scene at Chateau Madison today? Is Miss Mary there? Are you solo? What's going on? Well, Miss Mary is in here, honey, but you know, I had to put her in the room, honey, because Miss Mary would get in here and she would start to praying and talking and doing and loving on the Lord, honey, and then I can't cuss like I want to. <laughs> of course. Now, who is Miss Mary? Miss Mary is my mom. She is my, she's my uh-huh. mother. Um, she's, okay. she's, she's here with me. Um, she's also a co-star on my television show, um, The T.S. Madison Experience, which is on WeTV, Thursdays at 10. Um, and she's my mom that is, you know, she's, she's, she, she has a great relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Um, and she has a great relationship with her trans, with her trans child, you know, and in and, and, and the LBGT community. Um, especially in the black community, there's a, a definitely a, a large disconnect between, um, you know, parents and their children that are LBGT, um, trans, definitely trans, because um, 
I've understood that, uh, you know, growing up, that it's better in a, in, in, in a straight person's eye. Excuse me, straight people. This is mm-hmm. definitely if you're listening, okay? In a straight person's <laughs> eye. Oh, they will be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in a straight person's eye, uh, they would rather you be a gay man or a lesbian woman than to start gender bending. Mm-hmm. And it's been like funny to me, you know, when I when I when I talk about this stuff or I hear people say, I'm like, so you be okay with if I had like a hundred boyfriends and I kept a high top fade, but you know, you really getting into this gender thing, the gender bending thing, because you want to say that, um, well, God made you this and why are you trying to change that? You know, right. it's like it's okay if I'm a different letter of the LGBTQ family, just not this particular letter. Yeah, the T. No, we don't want you to be the T because the T comes with so many layers to it. And and then don't end up being a very passable T. Oh, honey. Oh, don't you be one of those T's that can walk through and they have no idea until you until you whisper it to them and tell them, you know, let me stop this. Holly, I'm on an interview. Um, don't, 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 uh, don't be a passable T. Oh, honey. Right. Cause when you are passable T, the whole situation changes. It just, it completely changes. Cause it's just like, oh, now I got to tell the kids, the kids, we have to inform the kids and we're worried about the children. And anytime it comes, it comes down to any LBGT or any, um, trans issue, they want to hide behind the insecurities of, I'm worried about the children. Well, if you was worried about right. the damn children, why did you vote for Trump? <laughs> Good question. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, let's get right into it because I, I wanted to ask you about Miss Mary. And you already mentioned that, she, you know, she is a lady of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I know you're and, and obviously, you know, loves and supports you. And by the way, is a star. She's so funny on the show and your social media. She's just like an American treasure. But can you just talk more about how your relationship has evolved? Um, well, yeah, because, you know, initially when it, when, it, when, when I started uh, going through this whole um, finding uh, out about who I am and, you know, what I really am, you, you deal with so many things on the inside and then you have your, your parent who loves the Lord because my mama loves the Lord. If you, you, you know, cause you see my mom, my mama will pray. Don't, don't let your toenail get dry. You, she got Lord, Lord, send us some air down here to dry the toenail up. You know, she's going to pray Paris about everything. <laughs> she's going to pray about everything, every single thing. And she's, she's, she, she definitely makes sure that my connection um, with God is, is, is secure and stable because um, with, especially with most people who, who believe in God and love God um, the way she does. It's, it's not about what you do here on earth. It's about where your soul goes, goes after. And so I'm not in the transition state of the, 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 the ethereal transition. I'm, I'm in, the, in the living transition now. And so I had to get this together. And in the process of me getting this together and me understanding my mother's faith and me understanding, you know, that I was raised in a, in a house of, of, of loving God and stuff like that. And what, what you're taught in the world is that God, God, um, God doesn't like gays. 
like you really taught that, like God hates fags, you know, right. that's, that's, the, there are people who have been marching with those signs since I remember. And you, 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 my mother didn't say that. However, you know, I didn't give her an opportunity really to, you know, know how she would, you know, feel about it feel about it or accept it. I do remember some conversations when I was in the house and it was just like, I have two other sons and, you know, I don't, I, you can't be wearing these girls, girl clothes and stuff in here because I don't need you, you influencing. So I had to go. I, I, I'm, I'm out. Like, I'm, I gotta go because I gotta find me. This is, this is what's true to me. And I got out in the world and I got in, just introduced to sex work and I got introduced to um, you know, hustling on the streets and things like that. And, you know, and I, I got, you know, twirled in some things, some secular things. And it, and, it, and it definitely was not my mother's fault. It was it was definitely me maneuvering through the world on my own, you know, trying to find myself. But we're in this place now that I really wish that I would have given her the opportunity because we're such close, we're such really good close friends and stuff now. I really wish I would have given her the opportunity to, you know, be in that part of my life because I don't think that I would, I think she would have helped shelter me or shield me from the dangers that I experienced out in the world. I've been raped and I've been robbed, you know, I've been, I've, I've had my life in jeopardy of, of almost being murdered numerous, countless times. I could tell you that I've you know, been looking down the barrel of a gun, or or or, be, or trying to be strangled or stabbed, or you know something that people out there in the world may not ever have. You may never have those experiences because you're not in that place. But I had those experiences, and and it, it, it's it's actually shaped me, and it's shaped me to re- to appreciate and respect the relationship that I have with my mother now because. I'm free from that. And was was there something that brought you back together? You know, you you've had this whole other life that, as you said, she wasn't part of, and now she she is so much part of it. How did you come back together? Uh, I got really sick from. Uh, oh, yeah, man, you was digging. <laughs> <laughs> I I got sick from um, uh, under the table silicone poisoning. Another thing that, you know, we we go out in the world as, as trans women who are, uh, and I, I don't know any other trans women's uh, a story. I can speak from a, from a black trans woman perspective because that's my, my journey. And, and I know that for me, the, uh, the availability of doctors, uh, board certified surgeons, physicians and things like that, that, that are performing these operations and stuff on girl, on people now, you know, that wasn't really available, you know, to me. And I'm 43 years old. I'll be 44 this year. I'm 43. And I'm looking at like, that was 25 years ago for me, like 25 years ago for me. So girl, like the world was different. And I, even though there's still pump doctors around now, they're not as, as, you know, heavy as they were back then, uh, and when you're trying to transition and become who you who you are, you want you don't want to just you know think this is what you are. Think this, you want to look like it too. And so I was getting under the table silicone injections uh, from black market silicone, pumping parties and all this stuff, and I got really, really, really sick. Like I, I like I got so sick that 
that you know I almost died, and and God. I ah, I just I almost died. I watched one of my friends actually die. I saw one of my girlfriends she died, and I was very, very sick. Um, I have scarring on the body from it, you know. And I've always told myself like, Madison, why don't you run your fat ass down there and um, have those scars and stuff healed. Uh, touched up on you or whatever And then I say to my I, In that same breath I say to myself Well bitch To remind you Don't get your ass over there And make those mistakes like that And for you to also You know Tell people out there um, You know Not to make those mistakes mm-hmm. and, 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 and And You know This is just It's just a reminder These are scars Are just reminders You know And When I came Back home I came back home Very sick from the hospital, I was probably maybe 119 pounds, and I was had leaking. I was leaking all over the place, pus and 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 silicone and and mineral oil or whatever it was that was pumped into me, running. And the doctors, you know, trying to figure out like what's wrong. And they and they're already looking at me like, what are you? And you know, all of this type of stuff. And so. I remember being laying in the back room uh, at, at my aunt's house after uh, I got uh, discharged from the hospital and I was small and skinny and frail and sick and just laying there like really miserable. And, and you know, we, 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 we were all in the room and we were having a talk about where, where, where have you been? Like, where, where have you been on this journey? Like, what's been going on? And, I, and, I, and, I, and we had a come to, a come to family moment. And, you know, we were all crying about, you know, this is what was going on. This is ha- this was what happened to me, you know, and it was just one of those things where you, you reflect and you like, well, we all love each other. So what are we going to do from here? What are we going to do? Yeah. yeah. And it's it's tragic how much, you know, shame is pumped into you at a young age to keep you from having a, a a more honest relationship with mm-hmm. your family it's mm-hmm. it's it makes it well we have, impossible we have to blame we have to blame uh social constructs mm-hmm. uh we have to blame uh particularly religious social constructs you know because everybody thinks that god speaks to them in this way and 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 god's speaking through them and god speaks to us all honey with the with the blowing of the wind with the droppings of the rain you know he speaks to us he speaks to us in our dreams you know so the same god that speaks to to, to talks to you talks to me and i i think people are so are more so caught up into the whole uh, the whole aspect of the the laws in religion instead of the uh, relationship with the Creator, and I think that if when we get more intact with having a one-on-one relationship with the Creator, the the universe, the being God, Jesus Christ, whatever name that we have for the higher power, the higher authority, and stop. You know, trying to adhere to these rules and regulations that have been handwritten by man, yeah. made up by someone, right? Then you know, it, we would it, 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 a lot of healing would go on um, in all families with all things, especially with LBGT stuff. 
And obviously a lot of healing has gone on in your family. And, and, and Miss Mary is obviously still a deeply religious woman, but, and I know you can't speak for her, but how do you think, you know, bringing you back into her life has shaped or changed the way she thinks about God? Well, I think our reuniting in the way that we are and, and, and rekindling, you know, the relationship that we have and strengthening it, um, I think what it has allowed her to do is to really, really see the world through the eyes of of her trans child. Now, not I can I can tell her something has went on in my life, but now she has the opportunity to experience it and see it. Like, wow, the people do the people are this way. They do say this. They do discriminate. They are discriminated against. They are treated, you know, different. Instead of hearing about it, because it's one thing when you hear a person say, "Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was, I almost was killed," and then it's another thing when you're walking with that person and then you see them almost killed, or you see them um, um, potentially, you know, with the possibility to be raped and 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 just discriminated against, and you know, you see it and you're like, "Whoa, this is real! Like, this is a real thing." And I think now our relationship and the way we are, she could, she now can still love the Lord, still have a great relationship with the Lord, still love her child, have a great relationship with me, but minister to people out there that are, are watching her and confused on how to have that relationship with their gay child or their gay, their gay brother or, or, or whoever it is and say, you know what? Maybe I need to try to do that. Maybe I can still love God. Maybe I can still have a great relationship with God and still have a great loving relationship with my loved one. And so I think that that we I think we needed to go through that through that. I think I think people are needed to to be used as examples. Mm. Hell, I got a whole TV show out there talk talking about it. So right. you know, it, it, it's it's about planting a seed. In someone's life, you can't change everyone, but you can change one. Hmm. And that one can talk to somebody, and that one can change one. Yeah. I want to talk a bunch more about the show and 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 your family, but before we get into it, I I'd love to just go back to like when you were young and obviously you know destined to be a star, uh, but not there yet. Who were the, you know, who were the divas that you looked up to and wanted to emulate? Uh, to be honest with you, there was just really not a lot of people that you, you see uh, in this journey. You don't see a lot. Um, I, I must say that I've had the opportunity to work with, um, befriend, um, get advice from, just love on my idol, which is RuPaul. I love RuPaul. Like, I have no idea how much I love RuPaul. I, I love RuPaul so, 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 so much. And I, I've always seen her on television. And I knew that we would have some type of relationship with each other, but I didn't know that it would be, you know, as, as nice as it is now. But that was a representation for me. Um, and that was an idol for me. Other people, like, um, like well, there were characters. Like, uh, I knew who I was the moment 1992. 
ladies and ladies you know about the crying game. The crying game came oh, out in, in, in 1992. I knew that Ru- yeah. RuPaul, RuPaul was a piece of what I was. But when I saw the crying game in 1992, I knew that that was all of me right there. Mm-hmm. Deal. Deal was me. Yeah. And it's just like, this is why it's so important for LBGT people to be, to have people to look at. Because you, you roam through this space. And I got to say this to get this out of the way. We live in a straight world. We live in a straight world. And when you live in a straight world, you're given, when you come out of the womb, you're given a list of straight things to do. Get married, <laughs> get married, have children, go to college, reproduce. And, and for the listener, T.S. has produced her list that she was issued. <laughs> she kept it. That's nice to see. I threw mine away. Yeah, but you get this list. Like, this is what it is. Like, you, you get this list. At the, the moment that you come out, there's already a set of rules, a set of things that is uh, prepared for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're growing up and you like seeing everybody else, you know, older people following the list and you're like, I don't want to I don't want to get married. I don't want to I don't want to marry a woman. I don't want no damn fucking children. I don't want to go to this school over here because this is what you want. So there's a whole, there's a straight list that you got to do. And then you start feeling like, what am I going to do? Then not only do you have that list, you have the rule, you have the the punishments that are going to happen if you don't follow that list. Especially, you know, as growing up in a, in a house of, of, of God, you're going to hell when you die. You're like, oh God. And I don't think people get it. I don't think that people get it that that we're programmed in the world to come out and follow a specific list of rules. It's given to you at birth. You come out. Your name. This is your name. These are your parents. This is what you have to believe. This is where you. This is the school you got to go to. This is the foods you have to eat. This is. This is. It's. It's. it's and it's just been that way. It's just like a, and I don't think people really pay attention to that. I don't really think they do. Um, and they look at people who don't adhere to these these given rules, and they're like, "Oh, you're they're crazy. You're crazy. You're insane. You don't you don't you don't you don't want to fit in with everybody. No, I don't want to eat coochie. No." <laughs> <laughs> Which is why you create your own list. I've got a checklist on my magnet on my refrigerator with your picture on it. It's definitely it. be yourself, bitch. <laughs> Step your pussy up, honey. Get a job. Own a bitch, bitch. Suck a dick. <laughs> check, 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 check. Yeah. On it. Put on that list. Uh, Tess, you how, can. how did you and Matt meet? Oh, how, how did it happen we, uh, Well, through Deanna Chang, uh, had, had you on her podcast, and she sends her love. She was so excited that we're talking to you. And then and then Deanna and I were doing a show at the Comedy Central stage called Unsend, and we uh, just reached out to see if you'd be our guest. And it was a show where we talked about, like, you know, 
the, your worst experiences with social media, and you obviously have had your share. Yeah. And so we put up like a an email that a crazy fan had sent you, I think, and <laughs> we were just kind of yeah. with laser pointers zeroing in on. Listen, you guys, Deanna, Deanna, I love her. And you guys have treated me so great, you know, like from our from inception. And I love when people are are open to different stories and are intrigued by different types of people. I love everybody. Black, brown, yellow, green, fucking everything. You know, I love it. And I I love the I love diversity and thing. I don't I don't like having hence why I didn't follow the list, okay? Right. There it is um, again. Yes, the list. Um I I like being able to color in my own box and and love everything and deal with everything, you know? And you guys have been I love you. Child, we done kept in contact over time. I, I you inboxing me, I inbox you. We live following you on Instagram, liking all your shit. You know, know you do this. My greatest honor. People are like, is why is Madison following you? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Tell very close. Don't Tell worry about don't it. Don't worry about who you friends with. Damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, you know when when we started watching your show, my boyfriend Michael was like, wait, so this is we're, this is basically keeping up with the Kardashians, but in Madison's world and I'm like yeah and he's like well that's the perfect formula and I said it, it really is yeah um and so when you you know after already living so publicly in a way and you finally you know set out to do your own show what did you what was important to you what did you want people to to know or see that they might not already have seen well what I wanted people to understand is is definitely targeting my own community because there's a lots of healing that needs to go on in my community I wanted black people black people to see that I am black I, I just it was it was it was important for me to make black people Everybody watching, I wanted everybody watching from all races, all nationalities, all creeds, all colors. I wanted everyone to know that I'm human. That was number one. I'm human. But for my people, I wanted my people to understand that I am black. And I think at times when I'm having black conversations with with my own people, they tend to be like, oh, well, you you just, you, I'm like, what? So I'm not black no more because I'm trans. I'm not black no more because I fall under the LBGT umbrella. What happened? Like, you know, so it was important for me to make sure that my people saw me as black. Um, next, I needed people to understand that I'm I'm chasing the American dream. I live in America, so I'm chasing the American dream. I want I want happiness. I want freedoms. I want all of these things. I don't want to be I don't want to be. Okay, well, you're trans, so we're going to treat you better. No, I want you to, I want to be, I want equal treatment. I want equal, the things that everybody else out there in the world wants, you know? And I'm chasing my dream. So, and it's not easy for me. Like, there's nothing handed to me. I got to, I got to hustle hard for it. And then I wanted people to take away uh, from the things that I put it, put into the uh, television world. I wanted them to take away uh, the whole human experience of we make mistakes, um, we're we're not perfect, and watching things from me could help. You know, watching me fix my life could help you fix yours. 
That's what I wanted the takeaway to be from the show. And I want my own motherfucking talk show. That's that's the last line I want. I mean, that's, it's always <laughs> that time. Not, how is that not already happening? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, a big thing that that comes up on the show, kind of a recurring theme, is this struggle between you know you wanting to just be you and the you know a certain amount of pressure that you're under to sort of clean up your act or go mainstream. Um, what what do you, what do they want from you? What does that mean? Well, I, listen, I, it, there's something that they ain't gonna never get because I don't know how to be anyone except myself. I don't care what space I occupy. When I go in the door, I have to be 100 percent me, um, and me comes with a lot. It comes with it comes with a filthy mouth sometimes. It comes with a dirty joke. Um, but it also comes with a lot of knowledge. It comes with a lot of, 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 of hands-on experience in the world. And sometimes people don't, they want to censor you. and like, well, don't say that, Madison. Don't do that. And what I've loved about this whole time on the podcast, y'all haven't said, don't say shit ass goddamn motherfucker. You haven't said, you haven't told me to say, not say any of that. You might bleep it later on. No. We will not. Oh, no, shit. Not. Goddamn motherfucking thank you. <laughs> You know, so it's just people, they, they, they try to c- come and they try to mold you into what they think people want, want from you. Matt, you like me because I'm T.S. I haven't been anybody with T.S. from the day we met each other. Yeah. And we've laughed and keyed and laughed again. And, you know, we, we had such a good time. You know your audience and you know what your audience likes to listen to and likes to watch. And sometimes you want to shake it up and br- bring a little flavor. And I'm the flavor that comes when I when I show up to somebody else's show or podcast or television spot or movie cameos. Speaking of Zola, but, you know, I pop up. Yes, I pop up on those things and I'm going to give you T.S. That's what you're going to get. And 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 the management needs to know that the PR needs to know that all the people need to know. Find a place to put me. God damn it, find somewhere that like me. If they don't like me over there, then I'm good where I'm at. Matthew? David? Question, what was the last gift that you gave someone that made them actually cry happy tears? Honestly, Dave, I'm thinking and I can't remember a single one. I can't either. I can't either. So we should change that. Why don't we change that? With Songfinch, with Songfinch, you can make a custom song filled with your favorite memories, inside jokes, hopes, dreams, adorable things, made up words. Uh, It is the perfect gift for a birthday, an anniversary, Mother's Day, to let your mom know how much she means to you. I will be getting this for both my mom's and my boyfriend's birthday, which is coming up, and I hope he doesn't hear this. But creating a custom song is very easy. You just go to songfinch.com. You share a few details like your relationship story, your favorite things about them, what have you. You select uh, how you want the song to sound by selecting a, a, a style or a genre, country, R&B, pop, etc. And then Songfinch will handpick the perfect professional musician to bring it to life. They work with over 400 professional musicians, Dave, across the world. They've been on shows like The Voice or American Idol. Ever heard of it? Uh Uh-huh, that's legit. With over 2,000 five-star reviews, it is the perfect gift to really share how you feel about somebody. Now, usually, a song on Songfinch will run you about $249, but this week, they're 50% off. Let me just do the math real quick. That brings it to $199. Wow. 
Yeah, and with code homophilia, you save another $20. Let me do some more math. That's a total of $70 off the perfect gift. Uh, $179 for a gift that they will treasure forever. I love when Dave does high voice math. Just visit songfinch.com. That's S-O-N-G-F-I-N-C-H.com and use promo code homophilia this week for $20 off the perfect gift. So tell us about Zola. Baby. Okay. Zola. Zola, Zola, Zola. Zola, Zola, Zola. You guys know that Zola um, the mo- has been made into a movie. And Zola yeah. is originally from a Twitter thread that went insanely viral about um, some stripper stripper situation and a whole bunch of uh, murder, death, mayhem, and, and then sex. And I was like, ooh. I get a chance to get a cameo role in that. Um, Janiska Bravo um, is uh, the director, and 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 Janiska and Brett Janiska used to be married to Brett Gelman, yep. and Brett Gelman and Janiska. It's funny. I gotta say this, this: the universe works crazy. God, the universe. I gotta be careful what I say because my mommy be watching. You. Boo! You better say because it it's God and it's Jesus Christ. Okay, so. Jesus Christ in the universe and God works in a mysterious way. When I first popped up on the scene, I popped up on the scene um, in in mainstream's eyes from Vine. Everybody knows about that. No wave, no wave, 22 inches, yes! And every little Vine that, you know, spread after that of me being nude and running through the backyard nude and, you know, doing it because I was selling a product back then, you know, whatever. Um... Janiska and <laughs> Brett Geltman were the first um, Hollywood people that reached out to me. And this is in 2013. I, I will never forget it. Never forget it. They were writing something for HBO Vice. They write something. And they were trying to write something. And they, they had me in mind, like writing something around, you know, for me. Because it was just like they were so en- enthused and enthralled and the whole T.S. Madison, like how I was blowing up over the internet, and like they, like this, those little six seconds vines, every single one of them I did was just going in the stratosphere. So they were trying to write something around. It didn't come into fruition. We came, we, we, we stayed in contact with each other, like over the years. And then you fast forward to 2020 or 20 some, like six, seven years later, and she called me, and she says, T.S., what are you doing? I said, girl, everything. I said, have you found have you found something for me? She says, yes, I have something perfect for you. She said, it's not a gigantic thing, and it's not a whole big old thing. I have a perf- the perfect thing for you. And she said, stand by. So I waited. I think a day went by, and then another day, and then um, a twenty four sent me over the script. So I started reading and reading and reading. I was like, oh, what's my part? Yes. And so, you know, she had wrote, she wrote, if the paragraph is about that being, and she wrote it and I, and, and they flew me down to Tampa. We filmed it and I filmed it over and over and over. And here we go. I'm in the Zola movie. God damn it. And I'm so excited for it to come out because that's my first feature film that I'm in. Um, I got to work with Taylor Page. Um, I, she's she's a Libra, 
like me. And mm-hmm. like we bonded like immediately there. And Janiska did this. And it's just, it was just, it just, it's, it was just amazing. I cannot I, wait to see it. From the minute that that Twitter thread came out, it's just like, when can I watch this? Yes. It, is, it is the most compelling story ever, whether it's true or not. But <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I just was so excited to see you in that, in that oh, trailer. Oh, God, yes. And listen, it was, <laughs> I'm going to share, I, I think I've shared this secret before, but I'm going to share it again on the homophilia podcast. <laughs> I fell on set. Oh, no. I had like these seven inch scrippers heel shoes on and this two piece big whatever it was they had me in and and it, my titties were sitting up here, whatever, and um I think I'm really into this deep prayer and I think God pushed me. I think it was God that pushed me for like, bitch, don't you play with me. I really think that's what he said. Bitch, don't play with me. And <laughs> I was like, I had to get up and say, well, God, they wrote the prayer for me. I didn't mean to do it. But, you know, <laughs> so I was walking out. Like We had just did a take. Like, I think it was almost the, it wasn't the last take of the day because I had to film after that. We, we had did a take and it was time for lunch. Job. I got on these seven-inch heels. I haven't had on heels that high in years, honey, because I let I put my host roll days behind me, baby. Yeah. I'm I'm just walking with this long forty-inch hair. I am thinking I am tearing it up, and I don't know if I missed a step or if the shoe just collapsed under me. I went forward into box. Um, we were inside the club, inside the strip club. It was boxes of stuff or whatever. I. I tore them people shit. <laughs> I was no. like, oh. they ran over there. It's like, T.S., are you okay? I was like, oh. I didn't even know what happened. I didn't, it happened so fast. I broke their shoes. Like the, the oh, bottom God. of the shoes came out. You know how you, those, those shoes, they have the, uh, Dolomite shoes. They have the fish in the bottom of the shoe. The shoes mm-hmm. opened up. I was like, oh my God, I was so embarrassed. I was, you have no idea how embarrassed of this I was. But I, I shook mm-hmm. it off. I was like, girl, I'm all right. I'm okay, girl. <laughs> the shoe's not all right, but I'm fine. But I said, God, they own, they wrote the prayer for me. I didn't mean to do it. I said, God pushed me. <laughs> I said, bitch, stop God playing with me. Sh- he just wanted to get you out of your head so you could be as free as possible for the next take, you know? God said, bitch, stop playing with me. You hear me? <laughs> Um, well, yeah, we will all be there opening night of yes. Zola for sure. Yes. Um, yeah. One other thing I have to ask you about um, about the show, about the T.S. Madison experience, is uh, in the in the most recent episode, there's this really difficult scene between you and your dad where he, you know, makes it clear that he just can't accept you for who you are. Obviously, a very painful conversation to have at all, let alone when the cameras are rolling. So what what was that what was that like for you? You you you're sitting there with the choice of, you know what, he might be it, this really might be the end. This this really might be the last time that you communicate. Because I as, as you guys see when I opened up the scene, I told I haven't seen him in 5 or 6 years. I haven't seen him or 
You know, I blocked him because he was always calling me, asking me for money, you know, and then I'm like in this new chapter of my life where I'm really, you know, trying to propel and you can't really propel with stuff pulling you back. And even things that things that you don't face usually are this is stuff that's pulling you back. So I said, well, let me face it. And this is, let me face it. And let me face it in front of America because I don't want to go down the line with a, with a, with a, with a huge talk show. And my dad's out there talking smack, crash, trash shit about me. So let me just face it. And then I, I faced it. And, and as I'm sitting there listening and it was me hearing him pour out his thoughts and there was one thought in particular that he poured out to me that I was really disturbed by. And it was most definitely him saying that he thinks that I have been molested. And I was like, what? Like, you know, and then he says his class won't allow him to refer to me as a woman. He has too much class for that. And I'm just like, what? It's just, it was just a lot of what? So I was like, what? So I was like, what? So you, you're class? Like, I was really in a confused state. Like, sir, you're class? And you, you, you talking about, you think someone molested me as if, like, my mother was not protecting me enough? Like, you wasn't fucking there. So you mean to tell me, like, you, you, you want to say this now? Now that I'm 40, 43 years old. You think someone has molested me? And he's like, well, because it just, you just, you just changed. You just changed. Like, you don't know me, sir. You don't know me, you know? And, 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 and why do all of you straight people think that because someone is trans or gay that they have to have been, t- when did you know you were straight? Weren't, wasn't, weren't you born straight? Why could I not be born who I am? Why does someone have to fondle me in order for me to, to, to go this route? And I'm just sitting here looking at him. I was looking at him like, and, and saying to myself while I'm looking at him like, you know what, Madison, this might be it. This might be the last time. And you're also composed and keeping it together. You're not going off on him the way that I would imagine you'd want to if this were a stranger saying this shit to you. And it, it was this. It was because Matt, I, I haven't had this deep type of conversation. I have never had this deep of a conversation. And I just said, instead of me loud talking and fighting with him and stuff like that, let me listen and absorb what he's thinking. And as I'm sitting there listening and absorbing what he's thinking, I'm like, you have it all wrong. You have this whole. And and in my and in my space, I'm like my heart weeps for you because there's always saying choose these choose your words wisely because they very well may be your last. And I'm sitting here like you don't even know these this could be your this is gonna be my last communication that I have with you. Like cause I won't fuck with you after this period. And I'm just in, that's where that's where I was in that space like like you would really yeah. these would really be your last words to me. Yeah, and that's a face everyone watching is making too. Like, if I t- if I've said to you, I haven't. If I've told the public that I have not talked to you in five or six years, do you not think that I would leave here today and never say shit to you again, ever, ever again? So, are you able to find you know closure or forgiveness there, even if he's you know not asking for it? In order for me to propel, I have to 
release the anchors and 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 forgiveness is is a is a part of anchor releasing. And so, you know, even if he does not ever come around to, you know, what I'd like for for him. And this is why, man, I started the whole thing out with, I don't even know what to call you. I've never called you dad. I've never called you pops, whatever. Hi, what would you like for me to address you as? And that just, that, that opened the door for him to be like this and, and, and then address me as dad, address me as pop, address me as this or whatever, you know, acknowledge me as this or whatever. And so that way I could flip it back to him and say, good. Now, address me as such, acknowledge me as such. Hi, how are you? You know, um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I, he's, he's a dad. He's a, he's a dad. He's a, he identifies as a straight man and he, 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 he's ignorant to these things. Um, and he's like a, a lot of American people that, don't want to see it like you know from from another person's perspective but it's a heavier weight on him because I'm not a stranger on the street you know I'm a child I'm his child so I was absorbing all it I was taking all of that in but I also was stuck in a place of it, it does it's, it doesn't cost you a dime to respect anybody it's free respecting someone is completely free and we're recording this on the day that it looks as though I think it's Arkansas the 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 bill uh, the the anti trans bill it looks as though it has been or will be vetoed. Oh, which it's going to be vetoed. Of, apparently, yes. Yeah, the governor said he would veto it, and not his his reasoning was not human dignity. His his reasoning was uh, that's that it's an overreach from government. It's it's. It's government being too big. Well, it is. It is. It's, it's just like it, it's being too big, um, inhumane. Like, right. why would you? De- why would you deny people health care? And like, why? Why would you do that? Like, why would you deny the sick healing? Why would you do that? Why would you have such an evil? Why would your heart be filled with such vitriol towards people? That aren't doing anything to you. Nothing. Nothing. Like, why? I, I've always, I've always had those thoughts in my head. Like, why? Why? What is it? All you have to do, it's like trash on the fucking street. Either, either you're gonna pick it up or you're gonna walk past it. Like, if it's not bothering you, why are you fucking with it? Right. And we just lived through, you know, this four years of of a nightmare presidency that seemed, you know, hell bent on harming the trans community in particular. And so how are you how are you thinking about the new administration now that we're a few months into it? Well, I I applaud um, Joe Biden's administration and, and, and Kamala Harris. I, I, I see them. Um, he came forth and he acknowledged uh uh, transgender day of visibility. I, I did see him do that. And um, I'm just, I'm still watching. I'm still watching, you know, because people can talk a lot, but we want to see you do. Um, I'm watching a lot of things because, hell, I'm on both sides of the spectrum. I'm LBGT and I'm black. So, you know, I want to know what he's doing, you know, for black people and for, um, and how to, how do, how are we going to really 
get in here and abolish this racism shit. Like, how are we gonna? How are we gonna eradicate this? This is, this is definitely destroying our country. Um, and how are we going to just abolish all of all of the the places of division um, for for differences? You know. So I, I'm just watching. I'm watching because politicians talk a good game, but what do they do? And, you know, the staff can write a letter for you any day and be like, yeah, the president said and the president is blah, 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 blah. But I want to see what are you going to do? How's it going to work? But isn't one of Biden's kids LBGT, right? Am I right? Not one of his kids, but there, but uh, someone in his uh, cabinet. There's a I think yeah. There's, there's a trans person one in of the cabinet. First, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I thought, well, who was it that was that had a daughter, a gay daughter? Was it? Do I got my presidents confused? My vice presidents confused? Dick Cheney had uh, has a uh, lesbian daughter. Right. I, okay. Because I knew it was somebody in the space. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. okay. Okay. I'm not that too, you know, removed from politics. I think yeah. I want to run one day. Oh, I think I want you to run one day. We're ready. Could, could you imagine me being the governor of Georgia first and then? <laughs> yes. yes. President, bitch, how you doing? Hey, y'all. <laughs> yes. We're ready. I would change this country. I'd like to country. see you and Stacey Abrams side by side first take over Georgia and then the country and then the world. Yeah. Yeah. We would have a really good world. It would be filled with love and laughter and a lot of good that fucking food. I would mm-hmm. abolish all those bills of being skinny. All you skinny hoes, you won't notice. <laughs> all you skinny girls, are y'all don't notice. Yes. <laughs> you know, you, you we've been talking about, you know, you you being at the intersection of being a black trans woman. And, you know, in terms of our visibility, just as a queer community at, at large, you know, for a long time, it was white cis gay guys. Frankly, it was guys like me and Dave who were really the ones kind of given the big platforms. And thankfully, we're starting to see that change. And. I'm just curious if you, you know, from where you're sitting, do you feel supported by the queer community as a whole? I mean, and if not, you know, what what kind of work do you think we need to do? I'm always targeting my black girls because shit, we if we if anybody, we're a marginalized group, and if anybody knows about the necessity of uh, of supporting we have to support each other. And we get into this whole system of um, well, I'm not going to watch her show because I don't like her, and I'm not, and you know, and then we complain as black people about you know how we're not how it's, it's such a minimal this, and or, or we complain as black gays and black trans or how we're not seeing this and the other, and I'm like, but you're not supporting. When you do get it, you're not supporting. You're not supporting. So shut the fuck up if you're not going to support. Hush. You got to support that thing that, that you don't, that because you don't like her. Honey, she's a black trans girl. Watch her show, bitch. Or, you know, or, and just even on a broader spectrum. How are you gay and not supporting anything under the, the umbrella? How? How are you not? Like how? We we also are a marginalized group. So, and then we're black. We're, we're a marginalized group inside of a marginalized fucking group of people. So how are you not supporting? 
How are you not understanding that, you know, the only way to defeat a big enemy is with a big fist? And a fist comes together with all the fingers. This ain't going to strike hard. This is not going to strike hard. It comes to get with all the, the fingers together. Until we until we understand that, until we really, really see the picture that big, we're gonna be all over the place. That's queer, that's LBG, that's queer, black queer, white queer, that's straight people versus gay. That's all of that stuff. Until we realize the big picture here, we're gonna be stuck. But we're trying to get it. We trying. Yeah. We're trying. Yeah, I think we're we're taking we're taking baby steps, but we, yeah. we could probably uh, take some bigger ones. Yeah, we try. Yeah, we can we can we can definitely like what we're doing, man. I love you, boots. You you you, honey. I love your boots. I'm a black girl coming you. over here. I don't know what's what I'm getting into, but I just I brought TS over here. God damn it! And I love you. That's all we wanted. That's it. And I love you. And I'm coming in the door with that. Like some who who knows? Like and here's what we have to stop thinking. Well, this is made for white people. This is made for black people. No, bitch, this is made for people. Right. It's made for people, you know? And this is how you start breaking down those, those barriers. You start breaking down those things. You start including everything and everybody. All of the shit, you start including it, goddammit. And that's the way you start busting it down because you have to lead by example. You have to, you have to do it. And hell, we even got some, we even got some gay men who are anti-trans. Yeah. And it, it weirds me. I I just, but you know what it is? I'm going to tell you what it is. It's all rooted. It's all rooted into it takes us right back to my earlier part of my conversation where people would say, well, I'd rather see you be a gay man than be a trans woman. I'd rather you be gay than, than start bending your gender. And then you, you, you see gay people fall into that. Well, I don't understand y'all because this is what you, you, you're raised up in a house of cishet people. And that's what they're saying. I don't, I, don't you, okay, it's all right, you, but don't start wearing dresses. Don't start right. wearing lipstick, you know. So then you, this stuff is embedded into your mind. And it's like, and then when you see it out there, like, ew, why are you doing that? Like, you're a freak. Like, wait a minute. Don't we both suck dick? Hold on here. You know, it's just, it's just, it's, just, it's the forgetting. Like, mamas, <laughs> these yeah, straight, yeah. these, these straight people told you this. These straight people are the same people who gave you, once again, the list. <laughs> the list is back out. <laughs> this, this, they gave you this list, and you yourself have went against this list. And it, it's just, we need all of this. We need this, and we need these conversations. We need to call that shit to the mat. Before we let you go, I have to ask you, and I'm sure we'll get into this on, on your show, but what's happening in the love life area? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woo. You know, I'm going to answer this question like I answer it all the time. I'm a very busy girl. And by me being a very busy girl trying to take over the world, I think that uh, love, and I applaud you for it, Matt. I think that love, I know me. 
And I know when I am in love, I'm all the way in and I possibly can get distracted. So you know what? I'm going to stop putting this on the men and stop putting this on everybody else. I'll take accountability for it's me. I don't think that I'm able to, you know, sustain a great relationship um, and also conquer the world at the same time because it's a distraction to me. I'll say I'll be politically correct this time because maybe I can get real vicious in the way I feel about, you know, a partner. Um, But it's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. Oh, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. (laughs) Do you want to get to a place where you can sustain a healthy relationship? Uh... Mm. I do at times look around and be like, um, I have lots of things. God has given me lots of stuff. Um, He's blessed me with lots of material things and lots of, you know, uh, financial freedoms to do, you know, things. Do I want to be with somebody? And then I start thinking about all the shit that I got in the divorce and what they'll take with them. And I'm like, nah, I'm okay. Yeah, because, you know, those of us who, who, who follow you closely, we're seeing, you know, we've seen signs of men kind of come and go in the yeah, past. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I am curious how you, if you are to, you know, venture into something again, how you gauge if this person is there for the right reasons or if they're there for clout or how do you, how do you know you can trust them? Um, You know, to be honest with you. That's just a gamble. It's a gamble, you know, because I think people do come in with good intentions. Even those people that come in with bad intentions. I've had a couple of people that are around me that I feel came in with bad intentions, but we ended up becoming friends. And then, you know, down the line, their bad intentions exposed themselves. They, they, they couldn't hold it anymore. And their true intentions came out. And... I have to say that you can't, you'll never be able, if you're, if you're open to receiving, you'll never be able to really understand or really thwart that type of stuff because, you know, if you, if you're light, you you will attract darkness and sometimes it'll come in the form of light too. And so you, you might get blinded by the little shine that they have or whatever. And really their intention is to come in and to suck and absorb. And you won't know that until it, until it actually, till you're all the way in and it happens. So the only way that I would say to protect yourself from that would to not indulge in it because you don't know. Hell, I believe I can get a boyfriend tomorrow that'll come here and we can love on each other. And then, you know, when, when, when his star grows, because even when I'm in the kitchen cooking with my bae that I cook with the cook kitchen with, his star has grown. And I love him, okay. you know. His star has grown. And, you know, one day he could, he's not, which he's not, but I'm just using it, bae, I know you're listening. And I know you, I love you, bae, so I'm not talking about you. I'm just using us, our relationship as an example because our relationship is the closest that people are going to get to see, you know, with me and a man for now. Um... He could have went out there in the street and was like, oh, I know all of her secrets or I know her business. How much are you willing to pay me for it? You know, you never know until, until the shit happens. And so uh, I'm, I, it's me, Matt. It's me. <laughs> Madison, we love you so much and uh, so honored that we got to do this with you. Uh, we're so excited to see you in Zola. And yeah. obviously, everybody should be watching the T.S. Madison experience. That's right. We? Yes. Dave, uh, 
I, I, I'll get we. Dave, get we. Listen, I know you got a burning question, Dave. Ask it to me. Ask me. Why do you still have that list around? Throw it away. Oh, it's been gone, honey. I just had to okay. use that for an example, honey. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's just doing her prop work. <laughs> oh, God, I've had a really good time with you, Matt and Dave. Thank you so much for being here. 